For the good of the family and for the good of our sanity, we've decided to come back and continue to talk about Gangs of London, along with Josh Levy, Daniel Gilman here once again. And Josh, it seems like this show continues to top itself. I would say that season one, episode four, is my favorite so far this season. Josh and I have been covering every single episode. If you've missed one, make sure to go back and catch it for this new British gang drama on Sky Atlantic or Now TV coming soon to Cinemax Worldwide. Josh, talk to the people. This was a phenomenal episode. Daniel and I have been very excited to break this one down because I would say this is the best episode of the series so far. So much happened, jam-packed in little bits in every single part of the episode. I mean, we technically could could have two episodes for for this for this breakdown of this episode, but um, let's get right to it because there's a lot to break down. Yep, the webs are massive. This one was directed again by Corin Hardy. He directed episode three. This one topped it in the uh, in the critics books on IMDb with a nine point two. I don't want to look ahead, but apparently episode five is supposed to be uh, an absolute banger. But let's start this one off with a flashback, Josh, because we've been we've been getting this this theme of flashbacks. We got Cole Meany back in there, the you know the the patriarch of the family, and he's trying to prepare Sean for this life without him, as he kind of like has one foot out the door. It seems like he's he's asking Sean, "What's going to happen when I'm gone? When I'm gone, he's obviously going to leave with Floriana." Who, uh, who has been kidnapped. So why don't we start with that? We've got this, what, Danish? This Danish bad guys, I, sure. I presume. And it seems like they are, uh, they are hell-bent on stopping this plan. There's clearly a mole in the, uh, in the organization. They got in with that server who tried to kill Sean at the end, and then the sniper who tried to kill Sean in the middle. This whole episode was mayhem. It was mayhem from, from the get-go. We have a lot of clash between characters Elliot is having you know internal dilemmas on you know kind of crossing the line in his undercover role and having to you know be break bad I guess so to speak and the Floriana plot line we kind of get a little bit more insight into that we we get that text message to Elliot's handler which was the creepiest part of the show so far um it, it really showed the true colors of the show that they really don't give a fuck uh, by showing that video of the handler sleeping with, with the blades to, to her face. One, one question I have, she must be the deepest sleeper of all time because <laughs> the blade touched her hair and she didn't wake up. But I guess, you know, it's a show. I'm not going to complain. But that was creepy. I don't think that that was Floriana who sent that text. I think it was someone else, you know, that sent it as Floriana because I don't think Floriana would, would send that video kind of threatening her, so, so to speak. And I don't think Floriana was the one in that, in that, with the blade in that video. but. So much happened. As you said, we get that flashback to, uh, to Finn, and we kind of see a little bit more of his true colors as well. You know, I guess the, the, the theme of the show is we, of this episode is we start to see a lot of true colors of people. And he's, he's a scumbag. He's not a good guy. He's, he's a drunkard. He's, a, he's not a great father. Uh, he he kind of seems to play favorite towards Alex, and we see uh, Sean be jealous a little bit of that. And I think that, that that's going to be – a foreshadowing of the clash between Alex and Sean. And we'll get to Billy in a little, but you just feel bad for him. He like walks in in the flashback. Hey, what are we celebrating? Like he's not a member of the family, but let's go back. That was a crazy scene. So Elliot's handler, her name is Vic. And she gets a text from Floriana, which as you 
mentioned had to have been from the people who who drove away with her in that taxi that Vic got the video of. So she now has visual identification of the man that kidnapped her most likely. And so they probably sent her that video saying, stop a text from Floriana. You know, we, we go into the flashbacks and we're kind of heading towards this, this number one plot, which is the Wallace family and their interminglings. And we see that, that there's another flashback where Marion is having dinner with Finn and he is giggling like a 16 year old girl text messaging with her boyfriend. What, what a dick, you know what I mean? Like she, he's at dinner with his wife and he's giggling as he texts his mistress. And so from then on, you just have a feeling that this whole plot's shifting in a way, right, Josh? Because now it's not as much the mystery, but now it's the mystery inside the mystery. We know that there's a mistress, we know she's pregnant, and we know that there's a boat that they were gonna escape to an island with. But now we have to dig in deeper. Who knew about it? You know, was it just Jack the driver? Now does Ed kind of call some shots here? Because I think Ed is, is kind of being made out to be a little bit of the bad guy, at least from my perspective. You know, sending Elliot to go kill Cole, or so it seems. Maybe Elliot went on himself. And that's what this, this was the one big question mark of this episode was, Josh, because Elliot tells Sean and Ed, I remember, that he went by himself. You know what I mean? He went to Cole's and because he knew he dropped him off and Ed looked pissed. And then Elliot, excuse me, Ed told Sean that he didn't know about it. So do you think that Elliot was on his own? Maybe he was. He started to say something that, you know, Sean told me and then it got cut off. So it, it's kind of a mystery. I think it's kind of left open to the viewer to discern whether or not he did it on his own or he was actually ordered to do it. But uh, it ends up getting brushed under the rug for now because Ed plays plays no shit with with Elliot. He's on to him. He threatens his father. We don't really understand really how he knew his father that well either. They kind of, you know, tease that a little bit, their relationship. We find out that Elliot was an Afghan war veteran. He, he served time. Uh, he probably has some PTSD from, from that. And that's why, you know, he has that, has that uh, psychological conflict as well, not only of his, of his son and his wife, but that's, that's very key insight as to maybe why he wants to do good. You know, maybe he's seen the other side. Maybe he knows that there's conflict in the Middle East between, between Sean and these people. I don't know. But it, but it teases that and it, and it opens the door to that kind of plot. So that was also something very interesting. And so the, the security guard or the security, head of security, Mark, kind of made that remark, you know, war, war veterans go one of two way after Afghan, right? You either go into the system or you go against the system. And so Mark slowly but surely, he, he seemed like a bit of adult in the beginning, but I think he was a little smarter than he let on. And he did figure out when Elliot wouldn't kill or wouldn't, you know, break the arm of this, you know, pretty innocent girl, this, this you know, lowly gangster youngster that, that he was a cop. And then before Mark could tell anyone, we were, it's like we're seconds away and Mark's head gets absolutely plastered from that sniper. But I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We can go back and talk a little bit of that side plot. You know, we've got this gang of youngsters robbing a jewelry store. It seemed like it was going to be a throwaway. And up until the end, the only point of that plot line was to show Elliot against Mark and Elliot, you know, having a conscience. But then we've got this, this bearded guy that you had a feeling in the very beginning, Josh, he was going to matter. Once he finds out that it was the Wallaces that blew up the, um, the gypsy site, he said, oh, it's Sean Wallace. Remember, he asks that in the beginning. And then at the end, he's helping 
Sean and Elliot get to the car, shooting at the sniper, driving them to his house. So now we've got a new character into the bunch. And I'm hoping that this, this kid who's got, you know, the bearded guy, I don't really remember any much more about him, but he was one of the, the youngsters that was introduced to the old gypsy man as a new friend. Who is he? Is he going to be some sort of, you know, Aussie-related guy who's upset at the Wallaces for, for working with Lale, or is he completely you know, an independent variable? I have no idea. I think he's an independent variable. I think that, you know, it just showed that even further that Elliot is doing good and that he, he shows remorse for, for these people and that he hasn't had to cross that line yet. I think, the, I think that the point of it was just to show the appreciation towards Elliot and that he saved him. A little cheesy prediction on my, on, on a, kind of like a corny prediction on my part that he was just happened to be there and save the day. No, but, he was following them. No, I know, but I'm saying like, oh, he, I know. I'm saying like, oh, in terms of like, oh, the guy saves the day because Elliot helped him, like kind of plot. Not saying that he just like happened to be there, that it was fake. Right. But I'm saying that I don't think that it was just a, a, a useless side plot. I think that, that there's a more, that there's a bigger uh, underlying theme of the jewelry store being robbed and that the Wallaces have to, you know, kind of be on more of a lookout and that they're, people are starting to exploit their weaknesses a little more, I'll, even though that, that, that they didn't think that the Wallaces were watching as, is it, oh, like, you know, they have eyes on it. And then they, everyone started saying, oh, shit, it's the Wallaces. They're, they're kind of watching over it. I think that it's going to be kind of more going into the next episode that they need to have, like, you know, more tight-knit security. Uh, another side note, doesn't Mark look like John Krasinski a little bit? See, for me, that's not going to connect because I already have no. an attachment to the actor from The Last Kingdom which is a show on Netflix about Vikings. So okay. he's, he's one of the major characters in that. So I already have like my own side connection to the actor that, you know, played Mark who has now uh, does not have the top of his body. But I also want to say rest in peace to a phenomenal character, the gypsy man with the oxygen and the pigeons. I really enjoyed his cameo in this show. He was, he was kind of like the comedic relief a little bit, that, that character who... We had Jeremiah. Seen yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just a little bit. But um, he, he, he loved his pigeons. Um, rest in peace to his pigeons as well. That, that, that were taken from him because Elliot had to sacrifice his cage of birds. Uh, and to not actually, you know, kill, beat the shit out of this old guy, showing that Elliot does have a conscience. But that, that kind of puts to bed that, that kind of side plot. We'll, we'll probably break down the scene with the sniper, you know, later on this episode, but there's still so much to unpack here. Yep, so let's let's go over to another plot where we've got Ed and Alex. The two of them had a couple hijinks in this episode. First off, Ed shows his son the photos that we speculated last episode, and I think that I was on the right page. I think this is a, a family of witnesses that Finn had executed, and so it turns out that Lewin did a favor for Finn in exchange for washing like half a billion dollars, maybe half a million pounds, I think it was, 500,000 pounds or something. And so now Lewin is trying to like very casually mention, hey, Sean, by the way, you know, your dad owed me a lot of money for doing this shit. And so Ed and Alex know, they don't tell Sean. Lewin makes a point on the phone call to Sean during his dinner. Ed is keeping this from you. Come meet with me. And then we learn later when Lewin comes to hang out with his family, love Lewin, big family guy. I really like this Russell Crowe looking dude. We find out there's this Nigerian twist. He mentions to his wife that there's you know, some sort of Nigerian side of things that, that has to stay on target with Finn's plan that is meant to be a mystery. 
But I just like that Lewin, you know, he doesn't keep any secrets from his wife. He's just, he just seems to be the kind of guy that like, I, I am not anti Lewin. I just want to say that. Yeah, I kind of don't have a read on him yet. I can't tell if he's, you know, good or bad or if he's just trying to, you know, make biz for the family. But it seems like as the wife is kind of like, this is your last, this is your last dealing and then I want you out, out of this business kind of thing. But we know with, with these family gang and these gang dramas, there's never an end. This is life. This is, this is it for everybody. And how suspicious was that dinner or that cocktail hour that Alex and, and Ed were at. I just, I felt like at any second, something bad was going to happen when Ed kept creeping around the corner to watch his son talk to these, you know, these moguls that want to make business with the Dumanis. I really, I, this show has me on edge, Josh, thinking that every single second there's going to be a shootout. Yeah, I don't, I, who, who was the guy you're talking to? Was it Jivon was his name? Yeah, I think his name was Javon, J-A-J-E-V-A-N. I think he works for Duin, but maybe not. I don't know if they're both Albanian or yeah. they're both Eastern European, but it's some sort of, it was some sort of thing where Javon and Duin were talking earlier in the episode, I believe, to line up basically this, you know, bachelor, you know, setup where it's like, all right, the Dumanis are open for business. Let's see which women we can, you know, file in and get them married off with. So I think that's what that was, saying everyone is here to talk to your son. So Alex is going to try to be lured into this other world. But if, if, if we're being serious, I think, I think Alex is a little more committed to the family than Ed is. We haven't really gotten deep into Alex's side of things, right, Josh? We, we really just see his dad and Ed and how he is kind of stuck in his old ways, not really willing to conform to the Sean thinking. But the fact that, you know, Alex has now saved Sean's life pretty point blank by shooting the Danish, you know, server... I think it's opened up the the gateway for a, a better relationship between Alex and Sean. Yeah, uh, I also think that it's important to to point out that there was a lot of mention on Alex, you know, bringing in returns like no other. So his financial prowess is something that is an asset to everybody, and everybody sees that. I can't tell if it meant that what like the way that they were speaking was like code speak for that he's really good at money laundering and making money kind of you know disappear into thin air is the way that, exactly. that, that they described it. So we kind of, you know, see that Alex is the, the Marty bird of the operation. If any of you guys are watching Ozark, he's the money launderer. He's the Skylar white, you know, in breaking bad, you know, laundering money through, through the car wash. So this is another important aspect of the show because it shows how brilliant Alex really is. And I'm, and I told you from the start that I'm a big Alex fan, although he's a little bit of, of, of a weenie sometimes. And he's kind of, you know, the goody good and, kind of opposite from everybody else in the show. He, he really is the brains behind the operation. And I think Sean sees that. And I think that Sean has seen that since Finn kind of played favorite towards Alex as he noticed that Alex was the brains of the operation, not Sean. Yeah, going back to that opening scene flashback where you know Finn mentions the nerds are taking over the world. And boy, does he know that's not even the half of it. But I think it's interesting to compare the way that Finn is trying to do business. He's trying to adjust to a Michael, you know, a Michael Shelby right. mentality where he's like, let's right. get out of the openly illegal side of things. And I think Sean is more like Tommy Shelby where he wants to keep, you know, fucking up bad people and being a boss instead of secretly, invisibly, you know, making billions of dollars. He wants to openly make billions of dollars while everyone knows that they run shit. So I think that's right now the big strife. And it's funny that it's the same controversy, essentially, right down to the point 
as we have in Peaky Blinders. But Josh, let's get to the sniper scene because I think this is an, this is an episode that obviously circles around the climax. But even without the climax, it's got its, you know, a, a couple key, you know, moments where you're like, oh, this is a great episode. I loved when Elliot told Shannon the truth about his wife and son, and she went all in on it, which obviously tailed back into the end where she's very emotionally invested to Elliot lying on the table dying. It's going to be, Elliot's put in a tough spot here, Josh, and we predicted it in episode one. Both of us were in agreement that Elliot was going to have a tough time completely, you know, betraying the Wallaces. I agree because I don't know the point where he's going to get revealed. I don't know the point where he's going to have to actually kill somebody that doesn't deserve to die, I guess. I mean, the, the one thing about those, those, the, the, the lowly gang of, ju- of jewelry robbers is that they didn't do good. I mean, they robbed a store. Um, so it, it, I didn't feel as remorse when he was kind of roughing them up a little bit. If he had had to kill somebody, it would have been awful. So I don't know when that's going to happen. And I also had the sense, this was just my, you know, feeling, is that uh, Shannon was kind of testing Elliot a little bit. And, like, I'm, I'm waiting for the moment where, like, Elliot finally goes through with his, with his lustful desire towards her and kind of goes, you know, all the way with it. And that, you know, Ed finds out and that she's just testing him. And Ed kind of was like, oh, like, test him to see if, he's, if, he, if he would make a move on you. That's just a side thing that I'm, that I'm thinking about. But uh, there is that conflict internally with Elliot of kind of, you know, realizing hey i'm still undercover here i can't you know get too deep in it i can't i can't fall in love with this girl he's starting to 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 fall in love and it's my prediction that he's gonna go all the way with it and it's gonna be a huge conflict within his role yeah ed is conniving i am not a huge salad or song guy you know in, in this in this show i don't like that him and alex kind of bailed on the dinner i don't know if they even did show up at all maybe at the very end when when there was this you know a, a huge uh, problem, and let's get to that problem, because what stood out to you in the scene with, with Sean and Lewin? Because it was, it was easily, you know, the, the, the epic scene of this, you know, episode, probably one of the most climactic scenes of the season so far, because every other sniper or gun scene has been more of a shootout. This one was like picking off ducks in gory, you know, intimate fashion. We saw the brains of every single character who died in this episode. It was insane. Like that sniper scene when, uh, when Mark jumped in front of Sean, uh, there was a moment for a second where I thought that maybe Sean was going to get sniped. Like there, there was, there was a small moment where I thought that our main character, the, the main, the main character of the show that I thought was off limits was going to die. And he didn't. And Mark stepped in front of him. And it was one of those, those scenes in a show where it's like, you actually get a glint, like you don't just see like, they don't turn the camera away. You know, you don't just see blood on the ground. You don't just see someone getting shot in the chest. No, his head was blown off and he was standing straight up in the air. Like he was, his, you, had, you got a full glimpse of a blown off head. And that's, that's what made this show, this episode so elite. I agree. I, I think it makes scenes better. When you're watching Jason Bourne, even when you're watching Peaky Blinders, you, you really know that the main character is not going to die. You know, you're watching John Wick and, and you're watching Mission Impossible. And these scenes just, they lack a little bit of extra stake because you don't, you just know James Bond's not going to die. But in this scene, man, I, I mean, I, I said a couple, you know, weeks ago that 
you know, Sean's trajectory was of one that was not going to last this whole season. And so I thought, boom, this is it. This is where he goes. But now I'm starting to think, I, I don't know if, if Sean is, is, uh, is on the chopping block. I think, you know, this show has lined it up where him and Elliot are the, are the main characters and, and they may last, but man, Elliot took a, a sniper from, you know, hundreds of meters away into the like abs and we don't even like they would be I think it's a realistic enough show Josh where like Elliot could be sidelined for a few weeks because he can't just get he's not a superhero so we'll see but he's definitely on the DL uh for a little bit because we see him on that table in in extreme pain we see Jacqueline or Jack I guess who is the sister of Sean and Billy for the first time we see her there's this, I mean, this is a whole other plot in itself that, we, that, that could end up, you know, being very important this season. We find out that she wants to get away, that she's wanted to get away from the family life. We have Marion Wallace saying, you know, you know, if it wasn't for me, you know, I'm the reason why you are who you are because I shielded you from this life. You know, Finn, you know, wanted to expose Billy and Sean to this life in order to protect them. You know, that's that same trope of the, of the gang family and their, and their children and how they want to protect them from the evils of, of, of the mob gang life. So there was, there was insight to that. Marion Wallace actually spoke a lot in this, in this episode, something that we haven't seen, which was very important because we kind of got to see the, uh, the inside of, of her mind. She's still clearly upset that Finn was having an affair with Floriana. She went into his closet, started tearing out all the suits, looking for things, looking for receipts, looking for any trail to who this Floriana character is, if there were other women. So she's still dealing with that. We also, there's something, this is also another side note that we find out that it's only been two weeks or uh, two weeks since Finn, Finn Wallace got shot because Ed says, oh, that was a fort, like, you know, when he's showing, fort, uh, fort, uh, yeah. yeah, he's showing Alex the pictures and he says, and Alex says, this isn't like Finn. And he goes, yeah, fortnight ago until he got shot. So it's really only been two weeks and so much has happened since, since Finn has died. So those are also just like little, you know, breadcrumbs that are, that that we kind of see uh, that are important. They, they lay the foundation to, to the plot of Finn Wallace. So just something that's very important there in that last scene when Jacqueline is fixing up Elliot is just powerful. You know, remnants of, of uh, Linda in, in Series 5 of Peaky Blinders getting shot and her being on the table. Except we're actually rooting for Elliot to live. Right. Right, exactly. We 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 are an anti-Linda podcast. That is that is for sure. All right, so I want to I, I do want to talk a little bit about the Jack side of things. We we see Sean essentially begging her to come to the dinner. She works at a hospital. She uses her medical you know experience to be like the mob doctor essentially at the end. But I I want to dive in. I I really am looking forward to an episode where they focus on Marion and Jack because obviously there's something in their history that we don't know. Marion goes in, as you mentioned, and says, I am so happy that I've turned my daughter into someone who hates this life, but the problem is she'll never love me because of that. So it's like, it, it's, an, it's a philosophy that I understand. I get where she's coming from as a mom in a gang you know, family, but Jack still doesn't see it like that. She's just so pissed off that you know, her son is either a dope fiend or a gun, you know, a gangbanger or a gunslinger because that's what the two sons are right now, you know, Marion's kids. And so clearly something with Billy's upbringing did not rub Jack appropriately. And maybe it's just, he was ignored forever. And so now he's gotten into, uh, into smack, 
but I, I'm, I'm going to predict something here. I'm going to predict that Marion confides in Jack that her dad had a mistress and then the two of them are going to be on the case. That's what I think. The two of them, along with that awesome PI who seems to get everything that Marion wants, the three of them hopefully will be a little side, you know, buddy cop duo chasing after Floriana because right now it doesn't seem like the Wallaces even know about it. You know, I, I say the Wallaces, I mean, Sean and, his, and Ed and Alex, I'm not sure they're, you know, any of their top 50 things to do right now are find Floriana and, and maybe it's connected. Maybe the Danish people are the ones that are trying to kill the Wallaces and they're the ones that kidnapped Floriana. And we just say Danish. Cause I think we heard it one time that mentioned something with Danish and maybe speaking, but the obvious, you know, the obvious one, the, the thread to pull is that Asif is behind this because he was pissed. He calls his son. He says, do something about, you know, Sean Wallace. The son's like, dad, I have to run for mayor. I don't want to do anything bad. That kid is annoying. But it, it just seems like obvious that Asif is, is pulling some strings to, you know, execute the Wallaces. Yeah, and that speech that his son gave was something that I think was like on the spot, vibe on the spot, basically sending a message towards Sean saying that we, we will bring down, the, we will bring you down, people like you down. You guys won't be running the city. He mentioned the, the commercial developers of the city with their high-rise buildings that have no one inside of it. Uh, kind of throwing a jab towards him. So that was kind of a message that he sent and that Sean is watching it in the hospital when he goes sees when he goes to see Jack. So he's not happy. That that could be foreshadowing something happening be- between those two characters. Um and just going back to, to this to this plot line of Floriana getting kidnapped and this Leif guy who we don't know if he's if he's Danish. I think he it sounds like he's probably a Danish like Leif like Leif, like Leif sounds like kind of a Danish name. More, more Danish than than English or anything other than that, but um, in subtitles but, it said Danish when um right. when the sniper was saying go to Plan B and we assumed that Plan B was the server in the Wallace house, so it said in Danish. So I think that's where it comes from for us. Right, and we don't know uh, if Floriana was kidnapped by just some perv. If if it's like I don't know if anybody if, if who's listening or, or if you've seen Room, like Room is an amazing yeah. movie about, about a Phenomenal. guy who who kidnaps somebody and rapes her and gets her pregnant. And it's She's, she's kidnapped under there. No one knows about it for like years. And so it, I don't know if it's that kind of situation where he has like this underground layer and has her kept there, but we're going to find out more. But um, we finally see Floriana. This show is very good at teasing things. And then, you know, later on, expo- in, in, like explaining it a little bit more. So I'm not worried about them explaining more into what's going on this underground layer. Maybe in the next episode, we're going to find out. I hope that we don't have to say anything brutal. You know, I, I hope we don't see any torturing with Floriana because that he would be awful nice. if she's pregnant. He seemed he nice. Seems... He's like, eat the food. He's like, mom, meatloaf. So there was, yeah. there was some of that going on. So it's, it's, it's interesting. There's so much to unpack in this episode. I know that we're bouncing around, but it's just that there's so many different things that we can break down in depth and we can predict, which makes this show so far elite. You know, we asked in that first episode, is Gangs of London – a show that's that's worth watching undoubtedly a hard 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 yes this is elite television that's reaching the Peaky Blinders territory yeah I will say that our our episode today was a little jumbled up but it only matches the episode because the episode was so jumbled up I don't want to go you know scene by scene like we did in, in the early parts of Peaky Blinders 
I, I like this, this style. And if you guys, you know, want to hear a different style or want to hear something specific being talked about, let us know, reach out to us, facebook.com slash Peaky Podcast or on email at B-O-O-T, PeakyBlinders at gmail.com. Josh, final scene, all about keeping the family close. It's the mantra of the season of the series. You've got the mirror with the bullet in it, shattered and the whole family in despair with like a, you know, inklings of, of, of poster material going there for maybe like season two of Gangs of London. That looks like a good cover photo. Yeah, just that the camera work starting from when uh, Elliot has that bullet in him, we like see it through like a microscopic lens, like, you know, that there's someone actually operating on him, which I thought, the, I thought was so cool. Something that we, I've never really seen in a television show that they give us that, you know, in-depth look right into the bullet hole. The blood is oozing out. They take the bullet out. You know, everyone's freaking out. Marion Wallace runs all over the place. We kind of see, you know, what she actually is dealing with. Like, you know, she has all these things going on. She just told her daughter, you know, gave her this whole speech about how, you know, she wants her to you know, be part of the family. She, she saved her. And then Jacqueline just getting her point proven by everything. Billy shooting up. You know, someone gets thrown on this on a table at a dinner party that she was she had to be so hard to, to convince them to a bullet inside her. It just, like, proved how fucked up everything is surrounding this family. And then we get that scene, that, that, that shot, as you mentioned, of the shattered glass and, you know, the Dumondis, you know, the Wallaces staring at, you know, staring at this shattered piece of glass and there's a bullet hole in it and everyone just kind of, like, a, a look of despair. We have the music chiming in. A great way to end this phenomenal end, uh, episode kind of the uh, penultimate to this 9.6 IMDb score of episode five, just setting up everything. I'm excited for this next episode. I can't wait to break it down. Yeah, Josh, we're going to have to watch that ASAP. And then lastly, I did, I had one more note that I didn't mention. And I think this is what kind of drove Ed to being the bad guy. You, you just, why would you want to like be such a, a meanie to Elliot's dad? I mean, he had to, have, he was so cruel. He's threatening him. He's calling him. He's like, you know, he was a solid boxer, but he was a better loser. Oh, what a dick. Yeah, I'm starting really to not like Ed Dumondi at all. He's starting to become my least favorite character. I didn't like Mark at all either. He was an, he was an idiot. The guy was just like a dumb, like a meathead. Yeah, that was his goal, you know? I think. Yeah, and so I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, Ed is going to have to run into a conflict where he's going to have to be put in his place. And honestly, I'm here for it because I'm done with this shit. So we'll see if Elliot kind of has a, has a plan to – to put him in his place, to get him off his back a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that they get off his back because so he can kind of show, hey, I'm here for the Wallaces, obviously that he's not. But uh, I, I think we're going to start segueing into that kind of you know, plot line. But so far, so good. This show is great. All right, we're ready for season one, episode five. Stay tuned. This is Josh. I'm Daniel. We binge, so you don't have to.